morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio to the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of December. This is Father Stosh Daly coming live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, joined by my good friends good Chuck morning. and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. And we are here in this beautiful month of December as we prepare uh, as Christians to enter into the holy season of Advent. As we enter into this Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month, where we bring ourselves before the Lord Jesus Christ and his glorious sacred heart, I invite you to please join me as we enter into our morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jack and Joanne, we gather here in St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, joined by all of our friends and faithful listeners throughout Mm. the listening area. And uh, as usual, time keeps marching on. Yes, it does, Father. (laughs) So as we prepare to enter into Advent, we have the opportunity to consider what we are celebrating right now Mm -hmm. as we're still within the week dedicated to venerating Christ the King, celebrating the Lord's Lordship over the whole world. It gives us some beautiful things to consider Mm -hmm. and to meditate upon this week. Um, But unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, we have some uh, news to share with our listeners about a very dear friend of ours who has worked tirelessly in promoting the reality of our Lord's Sacred Heart and building up His kingdom. Why she has, Father? The uh, you know Gloria Anson. Uh, we were all blessed to get to know her, uh, some more than others, and she even came to Columbus for one of our Sacred Heart congresses. And for those of you who joined us at St. Catherine's Church when Gloria spoke, and you were there to hear her. Uh, you'll be able to give testimony yourself that just how much of a passionate woman she was for Jesus and how much on fire she brought to that church, uh, captivating our attention. Uh, but recently, the Lord came to call Gloria to himself. She, yes, uh, yes, After did. a very, very um, just blessed and very virtuous life, a life completely dedicated to the Lord's sacred heart, um, the Lord has called Gloria home. So we remember her with great fondness. And just to speak a little bit about mm. the beautiful witness of her life, Joanne, you knew her personally. You know, well, maybe before we do it, we get to give the number. Oh, thank you, Jack, in. the engineer. Welcome, he Scott keeps us Williamson. focused, Father. They almost we didn't even make it Scott. 10 minutes. We need and this guy. Corrected. We need him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, honey. So the number is 614-459-4820 and call in with any questions, particularly today about the Christ the King and now coming into Advent. So it's 614-459-4820. We're blessed today to have Scott Williamson back this month uh, to take any of the questions. And then certainly if we can, we'll try to answer them over the airways or if you're interested in enthronement. He will take that information. You can just call him to say hi. And, or you can just call him to say hi. He would love to have yeah. you just uh, give him a call. Two words are very powerful. Good morning. Exactly. And if you have been considering uh, a home enthronement of the Sacred Heart, 
You can go on our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org, and certainly you can sign up and register. And as Joanne has mentioned before in this program, even if you're, 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 you're questioning this, but you're thinking about it and you have some questions, go ahead and sign up and a missionary will get back to you and answer any questions. And you can also call the station after the program. It doesn't have to be, and they will be happy to forward to us your name and number so we can return that call and we can speak a little bit uh, you know, more in depth than later. So, But we'd like you to call now, and that would be just great. Well, Joanne, now you can share a little okay. bit about Gloria. My friend Gloria. Well, really, Gloria was all of our friends, but I first met her at the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, and we are still hearing people say to us, women, and also um, the men, because, of course, the talks are replayed on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. What a difference her talk made in their lives and also prompted them to have that home enthronement. Gloria openly shared and traveled uh, for some 42 years. She really made it her life mission to spread the good news and the love of Jesus in such a personal way because she experienced it. And part of it is opening your door, allowing Jesus to come now in a new way. And Gloria certainly did that. But, you know, she was like many of us in her home. She did not have a home on fire for the Sacred Heart of Jesus or even really for the Lord. She was a woman who was a good woman, very active in her church. Uh, I think she was president of her women's club and doing all those wonderful things. But she knew there was something more. So when the opportunity presented itself, to have that home in Throman, her husband really was not on board, nor her children. And she shared as they were in the process of hanging the picture, praying the prayers, her husband looked up and said, well, Jesus, what you see is what you get. And that wasn't necessarily a positive thing because <laughs> right. yeah. we all have issues. And Gloria certainly had issues One of her issues was her husband was a functioning alcoholic. And even though he was able to maintain his job, it certainly interfered with his um, health and his uh, lifestyle. And, And that was the last day her husband had a drink. He totally lost the appetite for alcohol. And she knew it was a miracle. She knew it was a grace. So when you have your enthronement, it's not like, you know, maybe, you know, God called Gloria to like Peter out of the boat, just, uh, just follow me in a radical traveling the world kind of way, but the graces will come and Jesus keeps his promise and Gloria kept her promise to love Jesus more and more. And when she came to Columbus, she shared her story and then she came back. Right. And uh, to our Congress, which I believe was her last really public presentation. Oh, I didn't yeah. And we uh, met her at the airport, had dinner with her. And she was then almost 80 years old. Yeah. So it's not about uh, how many years we've lived on this earth as far as how 
Jesus can use you because Gloria was 82 when she mm-hmm. passed away. And uh, she shared with that same uh, vibrant love and spirit to our Sacred Heart Congress and made a difference. So now we have her interceding for us. And uh, who knows? Gloria could be another saint someday of the Sacred Heart. Uh, our lastly, I I love to see when our Lord takes his special friends. Here it was, you know, on the vigil of the Feast of Christ the King. And she certainly made him her king, brother, and friend. friend. Yeah. No, I think, you know, one of the beautiful things we can learn from the life of Gloria is how every single person mm. is able to do something beautiful for the Lord. Is not just uh, a few designated souls. I mean, here Gloria was in the throes of trying to live and balance the stress of her home life with some very difficult pressures and challenges. And she and her husband and her family, they humbled themselves before the Lord. And they they enthroned his sacred heart. And uh, in the words of her husband, you know, what you see is what you get. And, you know, I I, I don't know that you said, you know, exactly as you said, it's not. The way some of us would say it, and it's probably the way most of us it's would say pretty it. Honest, though, you know, right, very Father? honest. And but he wants to see that uh, humility. He wants mm-hmm. us to basically acknowledge what you see is what you get with us. And and we have to have that kind of humility when we respond to mm. the Lord Jesus. And as we're about to take this turn in the liturgical year of the church, and we're entering into Advent. And to be honest with you, Advent doesn't exist mm. for most people in the way they view life. Mm. It's just Thanksgiving to Christmas. But we, uh, disciples of Jesus, we have this incredible, incredible season called Advent, which gives us the preparation time to prepare. It gives us the opportunity Mm -hmm. to prepare for the coming of the Lord. And it's not just the coming of the Lord in his nativity, in his birth, but also to prepare for the coming of the Lord through death, to prepare for the coming of the Lord in Eucharist. How many of us give ourselves an Advent before every Mass? I mean, how many of us go to the church early enough to give ourselves even a five-minute-long Advent for the coming of Jesus in the Mass? When we prepare for the coming of the family at Thanksgiving, I mean, there's a lot of people doing a lot of preparation, and then, of course, there's those who just give up in advance, you know, say what you see is what you get. Or, or they dial. <laughs> or they dial for food. Exactly. Oh, for call in, order We've in. never been a dialer. No. So there's always there's always a real experience of preparation for anything big, yeah. anything important, even little things. And women tend to think, I think, because they're usually more in charge of those preparations of cooking and baking and presents and cards, that that's what you're talking about. Prepare. But we're talking about, don't forget your heart. Exactly. To prepare your home and to prepare your soul, to prepare your loved ones for the coming of Jesus. And uh, in the season of Advent, we have this beautiful, incredible opportunity uh, to open ourselves up to the coming of the Lord. Absolutely, Father. And, you know, we can do that in simple ways. I like when you say, oh, come to Mass five minutes early. Things that are doable. Mm -hmm. Because taking that first step is sometimes yeah. uh, the hardest one to begin to start kind of, you know, converting our minds to Advent is a preparation for the coming of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to call. <laughs> well, especially if you've got questions about all these challenging know, Advent theories we're throwing out there. Text <laughs> reminding me, 614-459-4820. Scott Williamson is on the other end of the line. He will answer your questions. He will uh, take a question that maybe we can answer on 
the radio. And also, if you have interest, and um, please call for an enthronement. This is a perfect time. Talking about preparing for the Lord, um, having a home enthronement is a beautiful way to welcome our Lord in a purposeful, meaningful way. Now, now, Father, as we talk about Advent, we also, you started off with Christ the King. Correct. Mm. We're still yeah. in that little pocket of season. Exactly, yeah. And it mm. really starts tomorrow night. Yeah, we're in the last hours of ordinary time where we're <laughs> celebrating what we uh, experienced last Sunday in the solemnity of Christ the King, the solemnity of Jesus Christ the King, and uh, you know, just celebrating and acknowledging his kingship, his lordship mm-hmm. over uh, the whole world. And, you know, it's so terribly important for each one of us to admit that within each one of our hearts, there exists only one throne, hmm. only one throne. So either it belongs to Jesus or it doesn't. And it gives us each an opportunity to realize, okay, that throne within my heart, that throne within my soul, I want to offer that throne to the Lord so that he is He is truly my king, brother, and friend, and that I am known by him by name. And in the words of the gospel from last Sunday, I'm going to be counted among the sheep rather than the goats. But Father, it's not a one and done. Can't we just say, Jesus, you are my Lord, and then... The next day, you know, other the world can creep in and he can be terribly if dethroned through exactly, you know grievous yeah. sin, but then we can get him back, get our heart, but it's a isn't it a process of working on it? Constantly? Well it's what we call faith, it's what we call our discipleship. It's mm. that continual commitment to walking with the Lord, mm. accepting the grace that he bestows upon us so that we can have that that moment of conversion and then all of the subsequent experiences of sanctification. And a lot of times people will say, well, how do I open myself up to that Lord so that I can have that kind of relationship? You know, I look at someone like Glory Anson. I look at someone like uh, Father Mateo. I look at someone Mm. like St. John Paul II, uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta. These people had a very powerful, life-giving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I get to that point? And what we're here to offer is the sacred heart of Jesus. You want to have that relationship with the Lord? Open yourself up to his heart so that he can bring true life and true love to your heart. And it's not that they didn't have difficult times also. Oh, my heavens. I love when, you know, (laughs) St. Mother Teresa, when they're talking about her dark times, like, oh, she had dark times. It was like, really? She did? She had dark times? Yes. And look at her. You know, she overcame them. Mm -hmm. She persevered through them. And I I think that... um, Many of our current saints, we now know their very large struggles with communism, with persecution, and yeah. and uh, it gives us courage. Well, you know, not too long ago, just last weekend, you know, we had the beatification of Solanus Casey in Detroit, oh, yeah. a beautiful example of a man who was really cut down by many people in this world. Who told him, well, you don't have enough gifts for this particular walk, and you don't have enough gifts for that particular walk, and you don't have enough gifts to give public speeches. So he was assigned Mm. to the porter of the Mm -hmm. friaries where he was assigned. And this beautiful Mm. man who gave what he had to Jesus ended up touching thousands Mm. upon thousands upon thousands of people, bringing them back to the Lord. And so regardless of who Mm. we may be or where we may be in Mm. life or what we may carry as our gifts and talents, what matters is that what we have— as given by Jesus, is what we give back to him. And, you know, Father, the um, question a lot of people always bring up, <clears throat> excuse me, is what is the enthronement? 
And I know our answer is the following, and you can add to this, a ceremony where Jesus is invited into your home and is given authority over your family and household. And isn't that what Christ the King is about? It's like we're taking Jesus. It's just not out there somewhere in the parish or in the church, somewhere. We're bringing Jesus into our home, and we're now recognizing that he is the king of our home. And it's like it's uh, making sure that the whole family, everyone who lives in that household, acknowledges that our Lord Jesus is not just the silent presence, but he's actually the center of the home now. Or a picture that's decorating. You know, I mean, like wherever two or three are gathered, the Lord is there. You know, so we know the Lord is with us, but it's important for us to bring him out of the shadows and acknowledge his presence Mm -hmm. there and to make sure that his heart is truly the center of that home. His heart is the center of that school. His heart is the center of that business. And, you know, as we're uh, preparing for the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, whether in our home, business, or school, guess what? There's a preparation phase Mm -hmm. where we learn how to open ourselves up to him. And in that preparation phase, the missionaries enter into your home with you. They pray with you. Uh, they offer you all of the supplies, uh, answer the questions you may have all with regard to All the prayers are written down. Oh, yeah. So no stress with regard and to why I didn't learn that. And we have the DVD. <laughs> How that <we> father. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. next best thing for having Father Stash Daily in your home is to have him in on your, your home on your TV. <laughs> yeah. And he will answer your questions. And the nice thing, too, Father, is every day on your DVD, it's just about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like we're gathering for an hour. No. You know, and but a lot can happen in 10 minutes. Well, as we prepare for the coming of the Lord, oftentimes, you know, the Lord Jesus starts to shine light mm-hmm. in our soul and in areas where uh, we haven't previously thought of. And so a lot of times when people are preparing mm-hmm. for um, the enthronement of the Sacred Heart or bringing that presence of the Lord to the forefront, to the center of their homes, questions will arise. Questions like, well, I've never prayed a rosary before. Or I'm really not sure how to relate to the Eucharist. I mean, you're saying to me that he's actually present in the Eucharist. And it's like, yes, the Lord Jesus is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. And sometimes people don't understand just how much importance Mm -hmm. Holy Mother, the church places on the domestic church, the home Mm -hmm. where you live needs to be holy. Where you live, where you dwell, where you call your loved ones, where you speak with people, where you have those moments where you just have to let the tears fall, that place is supposed to be holy. And your I home love is that, supposed to be holy. I love that sentence in the preparation, make your home another Bethany. Bethany. Yeah, oh, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love that. And, you know? and also, the um, so we're not confusing people, it's one week of preparation. It's not like a exactly, full season yeah. of four weeks. It's right. one week. We come in on a Monday or Tuesday night or Sunday, and it takes about an hour, and we'll we'll go through the book so you see all the prayers. We pray the rosary, litany of the sacred art, and now watch the DVD, and then we will start, you will start as a family preparing for Jesus for one week. And if it's on a Sunday, we return the following Sunday, and each session, the preparation phase and the enthronement phase takes about an hour. And the household that's doing the enthronement is the household that sets the date of start and finish. So it's like any day that works in your schedule, the missionaries will be there. And we leave with you. We leave with you rosaries if you Mm -hmm. need them, pictures, and the DVD. We've heard many say, 
gee, I'd like to hear this again. Well, guess what? It's yours. And you can hear it again. most households want to keep the statue of Our Lady that we bring. Oh, yeah. Now that we have to sell. <laughs> we have to wrestle back. We do. Well, but, but you can but order images, one. the images stay with them. Yes, yes. they do. It's probably one of the greatest gifts we can offer outside of our presence is just to make sure that every home receives that mm-hmm. image of our Lord's sacred heart. And people are amazed when we say, now, our seventh year, Father, with your enthronements and with the missionaries' enthronements, we have over a thousand. Oh, oh yeah, over something? a thousand households. Oh. And you know, we do leave a donation envelope that um, just... It's kind of like the pay it forward. It is. You know? yeah. but it, there, it doesn't come to the missionary who is there. It goes to our treasure, and we never even know or see what the amount is because that is not important, or no amount if yeah. that's not in your budget at this time. We ask for intentions. Absolutely. Uh, for people to pray. And yeah. then we also... we. Um, we enroll the families who have done the enthronement. We're coming up on that time of the year where it's time for us to send a list of all the households who have enthroned the Sacred Heart in their households to the Visitation Monastery in Paralimony, Paral- France. That is extraordinary, So we unite Father. ourselves to the Visitation Sisters where our Lord appeared. That is extraordinary. And again, <clears throat> we've talked about the enthronement, the number to call in, 614-459-4820. Or sacredheartcolumbus.org. And today, Father, it is so relevant, isn't it? The Sacred Heart Enthronement. I mean, this is not something that we're back in 1675. <laughs> we're not we're not free throwbacks here no. on this radio station. <laughs> this is relevant today. More now yeah. than ever. More than now than ever, because we know families, whether it's our family, families are being under attack today. And we need the Sacred Heart. Well, the stress of life is, for many people, just, it's difficult. It's uh, very burdensome. And we find a lot of people really struggling with trying to keep their head above water. And whether it's people speaking to their friends, people speaking to their priest, people speaking to their uh, religious sisters in their parish, uh, people are just kind of crying out for help. I just need a way to survive this thing called life. And what that says to me is that this individual who's really struggling, they've been merely existing. Hmm. And the Lord Jesus doesn't want us to exist. He wants us to live. And the difference between existing and living is our union with him. He wants us to live life because we are united to him. So bring the Lord Jesus into uh, your home. Bring the Lord Jesus into that car. You know, listen to Catholic radio. As we're entering into the season of Advent, we have this incredible opportunity to just jumpstart our spiritual batteries. You know, get the car cleaned out. Let's get everything ready. Get the soul ready for the coming of the Lord. You know, we all Father, have things we do periodically. Just as a little reminder to people, we've had a lot of uh, people come and things are breaking in our house. And <laughs> Joanne, but we don't want to go into that. But what, <laughs> but <laughs> Things what, are breaking in our bodies. Too, <laughs> exactly. <so. laughs> but, uh, but, you know, when that service person comes into your home and, you know, you have an opportunity to just engage them as they maybe notice your picture or they notice maybe your joy and invite them to start turning on and, you know, AM 820. Mm -hmm. And we've had people say, really? Oh, tell me about, yeah. Oh, I've seen those bumper stickers. And, you know, we can be that little nudge as you say, father, start listening to the radio and um, but sometimes so that impersonal invitation is what's needed, just like for the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. You know, we don't have to wait for you. We can invite people. We need to invite people. 
And I think also, Father, we know we have the preparation phase, we have the enthronement phase, but we also have the continuation phase. Yes. And that is mm-hmm. honoring our Lord. And that was part of the promises that came out of the 12 promises, is that not only do we have to expose our Lord's sacred heart, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. have to honor. Yes. And now, fam- how do you do that? Well, what do you think, Father? What suggestions that would you have for families? How to continue to honor the Sacred Heart after their enthronement? Well, it comes down to really the basics. You know, Mm -hmm. the uh, process that we enter into of becoming one with Jesus. uh, First step, we accept uh, the Lord as Lord, as King. Mm -hmm. And then we also have to wrestle with that reality that He loves us where we are, and he wants us to he wants to give us the grace to get us to where we need to be. Hmm. He wants to get us to where we need to be, which is closer to him. He wants us to be holy. And people say, Well, what am I supposed to do? I've done the enthronement of the sacred heart. Where am I supposed to go? And I always say, Mass. <laughs> go yeah. to Mass. You know, yeah. participate in the yeah. mysteries of our holy faith in Mass. Go, you know, if you can go if you go every Sunday, awesome. Great. If you can go on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, go then as well. Make sure that you feed your soul with the sustenance that our Lord Jesus gives to us in the Holy Eucharist. Confession, once a month. Confession, once a month. It's really not that hard. Now, it's hard the longer we wait in between times, which, speaking of which, I need to go myself. (laughs) I'm thinking about (laughs) Jesus is just tapping me on the shoulder. Um, But we need to go to confession regularly. So frequent Holy Mass. Oh, and it keeps us ready, keeps us strong. Outside of the Holy Mass and confession, Let's keep the Lord at the center of our, our homes, you know, and it can be little, little simple things, grace before meals, uh, gathering the whole family, anyone who lives in the household, gathering them together before we leave at the beginning of the day. Mm. You know, a lot of times we turn our houses into little apartment buildings. Mm. People just come in when they need to and they leave when they have to, and we're just all passing each other. Uh, and that's not good. That's not healthy. We were meant for community. We were really meant for community, and as Christians, we have to be extremely sensitive to that and aware and attentive to acknowledge the dignity of the humanity around us, the people around us, and to see how Jesus speaks to us through them, to hear how he speaks to us through them, and to acknowledge how he wants us to be his instruments as he relates to them as well. You know, Father, I used to think that I just didn't have time to go to morning Mass as a, you know, younger mother with four active children, and I thought, I need to empty the dishwasher. I need to get that laundry going. And one day I went, I let that all go, and I went to morning mass, and that was over 30 years ago because I found out my day was different. My agenda changed, I my attitude. Yeah. And I knew that the factor was the Lord. And that the graces that I receive from that time in morning mass, putting that first, because now it's like, I need, I feel like I always say a little car that goes in on empty gas Mm -hmm. and gets filled up by the Lord to do my duties. And um, so even if you have young children and, you know, or if they're all in school, Mm-hmm. Just make it a priority. Just give it a try. And it was always beautiful. Uh, it still is beautiful as a priest when I offer daily Mass and you uh, become attentive to the congregation and to see mm-hmm. the parents there with their little ones mm-hmm. or to see the people who are taking their lunch break to go to Holy Mass or to see the people coming off work and to go to an mm-hmm. early evening or late afternoon Mass and to understand these people are there to be fed. 
These yeah. people are there because they acknowledge the hunger within, and they want the Lord to satisfy that hunger. They want the Lord to satiate that thirst, and the Lord is there. I mean, the incredible privilege mm-hmm. of having Holy Mass offered mm-hmm. in our parish churches. Every parish should be literally standing room only at every so Mass. we have so many opportunities. We are very blessed. We're we very blessed are. to have Mass offered. And we think often of our brothers and sisters around the world who don't have Mass. Yeah. And we do. And so, you know, Chuck asked that excellent question. What do we do to foster that relationship, mm-hmm. to open ourselves up to the kingship of Jesus? It's the Holy Mass. It's yeah. the regular confession. It's mm-hmm. that acknowledgement of the presence of God here and now in our lives, right here and right now. And I think as we talk about the enthronement, we talk about the ongoing power of the rosary. And not only do you pray it for that whole week, but we're asking you to continue because it says in our brochure, the family and individual celebrates together as the work of the restoration of society begins with their family and household. We, you know, when we talk about being fishers of men going out, I think our first responsibility is being fishers of men within our family. Within our own homes, yeah. Within our own homes. And I think that is one of the keys to the enthronement, is it frees us up now to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it it reopens us to the mission that the Lord wants us to participate in. I mean, once again, we return to the example of Gloria Anson, our dear friend, Mm -hmm. fellow promoter, um, an advocate of the reign, the social reign of Jesus as King, Lord, and Friend, and the joy she had. Oh, she was joy. hilarious! I and mean, she was know, fully alive. She did, but fully she alive. also shared, which came to mind. She had a family member that was really struggling with drug addiction, and had relapses, and you know, uh, failed attempts, and and a lot of suffering. But on the other hand, how she handled it. Mm-hmm was by knowing that Jesus was Lord and was with her and with the family. And so, you know, we we can't make choices for others, but we can keep our own self, you know, just connected to the Lord. And through that, we'll have strength. We'll have a new strength. And you just hit upon something. When we Mm -hmm. unite ourselves to Jesus and we acknowledge him as at the center of our homes and our Mm -hmm. lives, there's a peace there. We can be surrounded by conflict. We can be surrounded by struggles and tribulations and pain and very real sorrows. But when the Lord is there, it's not that those things all disappear Mm -hmm. or go away, as each one of us can testify to in our own lives. But there is that enduring peace. It's like, Lord, as long as you are here, I know I can survive this. As long as you are here and you are here and I'm going to acknowledge you as being present and I'm going to give all of this over to you. It doesn't mean that when I stand up and go to walk, my hip doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean when I get out of the car, it's like Mm -hmm. that ankle's not working. It doesn't mean that there aren't very real issues with people who we love dearly, but it does mean that the Lord is at the center and we're not placing ourselves there. So we're not carrying that burden. We're allowing the Lord to carry it. What a relief. You know, um, we've we've had the blessing to be involved with two enthronements in the last couple weeks and the word that really came out of it was hope we came as missionaries and as you say father all we do is bring jesus Mm -hmm. it's not about our agenda it's not about our family and where their family is we bring jesus and i saw the hope in both families that you know each family has their own particular issue as we do and it renews our hope and it renews our hope exactly yeah and for people out there today 614-459-4820 call in because the enthronement is not just about you it's about your family 
as we encourage our listeners to uh, participate in this Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday, the month of December, uh, let us be mindful of the intention our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has given to us to unite ourselves to him in prayer. In this month of December, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, asks for each one of us to join him in prayer for the elderly, that the elderly, sustained by families and Christian communities, may apply their wisdom and experience to spreading the faith and forming the new generations to come. Keeping that intention close to heart, we now bring to a close this first segment of the Sacred Heart Hour. And as such, let us return to the Lord's Sacred Heart. O Most Holy Heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you our poor hearts. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs. Your blessings in all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 If you know of someone addicted to opioids, LifeSpring Recovery can help. LifeSpring Recovery is an outpatient opioid treatment center with board-certified addiction specialists, physicians, and counselors. LifeSpring Recovery addresses the medical and behavioral needs of the addicted, including drug testing and weekly follow-ups. LifeSpringRecovery.com That's LifeSpringRecovery.com St. Augustine once wrote, Question the beauty of the earth. Question the beauty of the sea. Question the beauty of the air spread around everywhere. Question the beauty of the sky, the sun making the day glorious with its bright beams, the moon tempering the darkness with its shining rays. Question the animals that move through the waters and amble about on dry land. Question all these things. They all answer you, here we are. Look, we're beautiful. Their beauty is their confession. Who made these beautiful, changeable things, if not one who is beautiful and unchangeable? All creation shouts to us that there's a God, and just as a painting gives us a glimpse into the heart of an artist, all creation tells us that God is beautiful. But if we don't take time to question the beauty all around us, we won't hear that. So stop and smell the roses. I mean that literally. God wrote two books, Scripture and Creation. We should spend time reading both. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. I Am Only Mary, the novel, is a meditation on the life of Mary by Columbus author Tom Atzberger, available on Amazon.com. That's I Am Only Mary on Amazon.com. Instead of trading in your old car, truck, or van, think about donating it to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. In fact, St. Gabriel Radio is a nonprofit that accepts all vehicle donations. Your gift helps to spread the Word of God to a multitude of listeners all over Ohio and may qualify you for a tax break. It's easy and hassle-free. Call 614-459-4820 or visit us online at stgabrielradio.com. Fortner Upholstering, family-owned and operated, providing quality craftsmanship and custom-ordered furniture. Online at fortnerinc.com. Good
Good morning once again. This is Father Stosh Daly coming live from the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, joined by my good friends Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. And as we enter into the second half of our Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of December, I invite you to please join me as we return to the Lord in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you and the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families during this night that is to come. Help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 And as we enter into the second half of this Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month of December, we keep close to our hearts the intention our Holy Father has entrusted to us for our prayers. And this month, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, asks for us to pray for the elderly, that the elderly, sustained by families and Christian communities, may apply their wisdom and experience to spreading the faith and forming the new generations. The Holy Father's intention reminds me personally of a little lesson I learned as a child um, from my father. He made the comment, um, because I spent a lot of time with my mother's parents, my maternal grandparents, and my dad had made the comment one time. He said, keep in mind, you're going to learn more from the time you spend with your grandparents than you will learn in any classroom anywhere. Mm. And at the time, I didn't really know what he meant, but now, now mm. I'm looking back, and it, he was absolutely correct. You I learn more it. from the time with your grandparents and just mm. from your elders. Uh, you learn that practical wisdom. Now, my grandparents mm-hmm. didn't teach me algebra, but they mm-hmm. did teach me how to basically use the gifts God gives in life and how to be very appreciative of everything the Lord gives And as we're in this Sacred Heart Hour, one of the greatest things we can receive from the Lord himself is the gift of faith. And how best to return that gift of faith is to entrust ourselves completely to him. And to find that truth that every single person has meaning, every single person has value in the eyes of God. And if you are that person who just woke up this morning and you're heading off to work or you're working on the chores in your home uh, and you're struggling with that self-worth, if you're struggling with perhaps um, sins or just the grievances that others have committed against you, this is a beautiful opportunity for you to acknowledge the Lord's love for you, where you are, and how he wants to love you to a better place, closer to his divine heart, and to accept that reality of his love and to understand that in your home, in your home where perhaps you are facing incredible difficulties or struggles, The Lord Jesus wants to be there with you. And if you are finding yourself in one of those moments that's absolutely joyful and joy-filled and you had an awesome week and you're looking forward to the weekend, keep in mind that it's not just Mm -hmm. in the difficult moments Jesus wants to be close. Mm. He wants to be at the center of even those moments where we party, where we have joy, and uh, there's true uh, happiness there. The Lord wants to be at the center of life with us so that we're actually alive and not merely existing. That's why I love his first miracle was at the wedding feast of Cana. <laughs> yes. You know, such a joyful time. It's time of celebration. That's a beautiful reminder. And who brought about that miracle? Uh, yes, our mother. <laughs> so it's always our a, queen. Very, very important for us to acknowledge that as we draw close to Jesus, 
we're doing so under the watchful and loving eyes of the Holy Virgin. She's interceding on our behalf to bring us there. You know, Father, as we've talked on the first session about enthronement for families, um, we also talk about it's the enthronement of the household, whether it's individuals. Absolutely. Or whether it's families. A college dorm. And even if your children are not home, you're still enthroning them into the heart of Jesus. Or if you do not have children. Just it's just about really welcoming Jesus. It comes down to it. wherever there's a human heart. Yeah. The divine heart and sacred heart of Jesus needs to be present. Oh, wherever there's it. a human heart. That's it, Father. You <laughs> okay. got it. Okay. Wherever there's a human heart, the sacred heart needs to be yeah, there. Okay. I, I have a little struggle with Well, let's with tell him to call in first, Jack. Oh, go. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Go 614-459-4820. <laughs> 614-459-4820, sacredheartcolumbus.org. Call in. This is a great time, as Father's going to talk a little bit more about Advent, but it's a great time preparing our hearts for Jesus. And what better time and what to do that is with the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And, and, and Father will go through exactly what that means, the importance of preparation, the importance of the enthronement, <clears throat> excuse me, and then the importance of honoring. Yes, Joanne. Well, I just want to say um, the word elderly is a little troubling. I wasn't I, my choice. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. As the 36-year-old at the I, table, I did I, not choose that word. Because <laughs> I'm there. I like senior better. And on the other hand, I do think we have to remember, seniors, that we really have a role. That, you know, this empty nester, well, they're, you know, they've flown away and here I am. No, we have a role. A very, yes, the mature, the mature. I like that even better. <laughs> and, but, you know, and part of our role is example. It's not just, you know, we're not there to interfere. We're not there to impose, but we're there to live and to gently um, guide. lead. And guide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we can't. We can only give what we have. Mm-hmm. So really, the first project is ourselves. But what we have is what the Lord has given. Yeah, you know. And once again, think of the example of the beautiful life of holiness lived out by Solanus Casey, recently beatified. Uh, there were a lot of people who said he didn't have a lot to give. Yeah, but he had a lot that the Lord yeah. gave to him, and he used all of those gifts to bring many, many back to Jesus. And you know, I just feel compelled to share with all of our listeners. You you hear us here at the Sacred Heart Hour. We're laughing, we're joking, we're poking and prodding, we're correcting. Chuck's kind of bringing uh, Joanne and I back to the true path we're supposed to be walking. We are a family here. And the the reality that binds all of us together here at St. Gabriel Mm -hmm. Catholic Radio is our common love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we do this show is because of our common love for Jesus and our love for all of you who are out there. And it brings us so much closer. And that's why we want each one of you to share in what we have found ourselves, which is the Lord. Absolutely. it doesn't matter where we gather. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what the topic is. There's always this sense of joy and laughter when the the group of us who are dedicated to the Sacred Heart get together. And I think it drives some of our friends crazy because they're not exactly sure why we're always (laughs) laughing and giggling and going on. But, you know, we are who we are, and Jesus works. And he's he's Lord. So for those of you who are listening, that's the joy. joy really brings us into Advent. It does. Oh, that's good, Jack. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Joy really helps us in preparation. For the coming of Jesus. It's if we true. don't have joy in our hearts, how are we going to prepare, Father? No, I mean, Jesus does not want a church full of prunes. 
<laughs> I mean, come on now. He wants people who are alive. He wants people who are joyful. He wants people who have found life. And so there has to be that experience of joy. And as we're yearning for the coming of the Lord, either in the celebration of Christmas, which is just incredibly awesome, and if your church decorates and prepares like my church does, it's like walking into a no living postcard. No one decorates like your church does or your I'm rectory, Father. I'm glad you said Father. that, Joey, and you get brownie points today. <laughs> <laughs> so. You could almost have tickets and actually walk through it. Oh, so but we won't. You <laughs> no, no, no. But I think there's that there's the awesome experience of preparing for the coming of the Lord. Yeah. But, you know, there, all, there also has to be that joy when we know we get to go to Mass. And it's not, I have to go to Mass. It's, I get to go to Holy Mass. I get to receive our Lord Jesus Christ in Holy Communion. And there has to be that joy. And for far too long, I think there's just been an absence of joy. And our Holy Father, Pope Francis, that was one of the very first things he highlighted, Mm. was there needs to be joy in those who announce the gospel. And I have to give testimony to this. Our missionaries of the Sacred Heart are Uh, absolutely wonderful people. Yes, they are. We get together and... God bless Chuck. He's always keeping us on track. Our meetings, oh my heavens, it's like herding kittens. Everyone's just having a great time with one another. It's true. But it's the Lord. There's that joy of knowing others have found the faith and others have found Jesus at the center of the faith with us. And whenever you have that gathering, it's joyful. I think also we are sinners. We are not perfect. We might have joy. but And I remember one time I... Just recently went to confession. I had to trap this priest, and I we went into a room there at Sciota, and um, and he's he said that's why we need a savior. Exactly, we are not yeah. the savior. We're not perfect, no. and we we have to use the gifts the Lord has given us. And when we realize we are not going to be perfect, we are going to fall. We are going to disappoint our children. We are going to disappoint our spouses. We are going to disappoint others. But that brings us back to why we need a Savior, mm-hmm. yeah. why we need the Holy Eucharist, and why we need confession so we can tend to be or work through those issues that we need to work through to be more Christ-like. You know, I wanted to just, uh, just for a moment, my sister told me years ago that joy really for her means the priorities of life, Jesus, others, and then you are third. Mm-hmm. And so when I see joy anymore, it's not just, you know, I see that. Yeah. It's a reminder of what are the, the priorities, priorities of yep. life. Isn't that beautiful? It is. It and, is so true. And that's what we're about. We bring the Lord's sacred heart into homes where perhaps yeah. he's already present, but he's not necessarily mm-hmm. acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And we bring him there. We bring that acknowledgement of the Lord there. And that's exactly what he does. When that sacred heart is brought into the home, when that enthronement occurs and the prayers are prayed sincerely and devoutly, the Lord becomes first. And then Mm -hmm. from the Lord, he directs our attention to our neighbor. And then at the Mm -hmm. end, you're just filled with all of this incredible joy that you get to be involved as well. It's all three. And uh, that that Advent period, you know, as we're preparing for the coming of Jesus uh, as the infant born of the Blessed Virgin, you know, watched over and protected by St. Joseph. As we're preparing for Holy Mass, you know, entering into that Advent. And really, as we see the reality of our whole lives being a long Advent, waiting for that moment where Jesus comes to claim us in death, um, it transforms the way we see things, view things, and live life. And that's really what we have to do here. We have to enter into that transformation. We have to open ourselves up to that grace God gives for us to be transformed 
so that we no longer look at things with doom and gloom, but there's that excitement and joy, and there's that heart that yearns for that completion that only Jesus can bring. And when you open yourselves up to that kind of adventure, you just never know exactly where he's going to send you, uh, sometimes throw you, (laughs) invite you to go. You never know the people he's going to have you meet along the way. Uh, And this is the adventure of living our life with the Lord in prayer and preparing for him. You know, Father, as Joanne was commenting on her sister, Joanna also uses this expression. And I think this has really been very relevant to me and resonates with me. Faith is a priority. Absolutely. You Mm -hmm. cannot, you know, it's like we're going to make that sporting event. Right. Uh, you've made that a priority. Yeah. We're going to make this. We have to make faith in our homes a priority. And this is where the enthronement of the sacred heart comes in. Yeah. Because you don't have to, you, wherever you are, wherever your family is, wherever you are, it's an individual or family issue. All you have to do is invite Jesus. You don't have to prepare for it. There's right. no test that is given. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just being present and let the graces flow. Open that door. And I think it's important, you know, a lot of times we, there's so many things in life that can pull our attention away. And it's mm-hmm. not that any of them are sometimes bad. They're usually all good. So it's not mm-hmm. choosing between good and bad. Sometimes it's between choosing good and better. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many good things out there, but mm-hmm. what is better? The Lord. The Lord is always the one who's going to be better. And he's the one that shines his light on all of those good things and they fall into their proper place in our life. But, you know, the devil tempts us not with something bad usually. He usually tempts us with a lesser good. Mm. He tempts us with a lesser good. And he makes that lesser good more important than the greater good that is God. And so when we have that enthronement, when we bring our Lord into our home, he reorients all that with great clarity. Now, for us, sometimes it's painful because mm-hmm. we're thinking, that's not my list. That's not my list. Yeah. And Jesus is like, exactly, that is your list. But my list is what's more important. And that's where we kind of transform ourselves to his way of life, the Lord's way of life. And that's what's so beautiful is in the period of Advent, it prepares us for the Lord. Now, Advent prepares us for the birth of Jesus. Now, to all of you who are listening with us today, I really want to encourage you, when we enter into the celebration of the Lord's Nativity, Christmas doesn't end at 5 p.m. on Christmas Day. Mm. That's actually when it begins, Christmas Day. It goes. It has its own season. So for those of you who have the opportunity to have the Christmas scene, the crash, the crib, uh, the figures that represent the first nativity, leave that up. I mean, in my church at Holy Family, we leave it up till February 2nd. And people walk in and are like, this is so beautiful because we're in a world where everything is so fast-paced. I mean, our Lord is born, and then all of a sudden everything goes away. And But that's that's actually the time to start to enter into we His presence. We start leaving ours up also the last few years. And, you know, it is a beautiful time. It's a time where things do calm down. I have found the best way to keep your heart focused on the Lord is to stay out of the stores. <laughs> when they're, so you know, they're, yes. they're, they got Valentine's up the next day. <laughs> Very true. Just don't, don't try to be, you know, cluttered mm-hmm. with the secular. Just stay in that mode yeah. of uh, Christmas. But also, you know, one thing we did when the children were little, it might be helpful to some of you, is to put up a small plain tree and then a basket of little ornaments And as they were making their sacrifices, preparing for the Lord, you know, they would hang an ornament and there'd be, you know, a little crush underneath the tree. And it was pretty skimpy for a while. It was like, 
okay. So, you know, it was a Charlie Brown tree. Not many ornaments <laughs> on this tree, kids. And then it was like, oh, can we sweep the floor? Can we, you know, realizing we were getting closer to Christmas. But sometimes we need visuals, even for, you know, adults, for ourselves, to just do something that really helps you connect. And that reminder, that visual reminder. Absolutely. And what better time during this Advent season is to, if you haven't had your home and throne, whether you're an individual, whether you're family with children, without children, now is the time because it's that preparation of the coming of the Lord. This This is what we're about. And then when Christmas comes, it's like that's when the enthronement comes. Mm. And, you know, for those who have already participated in the enthronement or you have our Lord's Sacred Heart already uh, in a place, a special place in your home, um, and perhaps you're waiting for the enthronement to occur, um, I invite you to consider changing things up a bit. Sometimes we get Mm. a little too used to where things are. Mm. And Advent is a good time. I know when I was in seminary, I would always rearrange my seminary room. In Advent and in Lent, I would take everything down just to remind myself too. of you know the glorious uh, reality of Easter. But in Advent, it sometimes change things up a bit, move things around. You know, take that image of our Lord's Sacred Heart, and maybe you have to reevaluate. Okay, we actually spend more time in this room, and that's where we need that visual reminder of God's love for us, and that reminder that He needs to be at the center of our gatherings. And you know, it might be good to just touch on Father the businesses mm-hmm. because we have had. You know, many businesses also enthroned and the difference it's made with the attitude of the employees and um, sometimes also more business, more, you know, profit and all that. But that is not the priority. And um, but sometimes it definitely does come as well. But it's it's changing of the hearts of the owners and the employees. Well, it brings peace back to the workplace. Mm -hmm. And we know in today's world there is. There's a lacking of peace, an absence of peace in so many places. And as you said, I mean, a lot of the businesses that I've been able to work with that have done the enthronement, uh, the managers, the owners, the workers, the employees, I mean, when they gather together and they just acknowledge the Lord is there and the Lord is at the center, it renews everyone's focus. And it also brings that incredible gift of patience for one another, uh, you know, and it helps everyone realize, okay, this is a place where the Lord reigns. Well, that TNT restaurant, they certainly are proclaiming the Lord. <laughs> That's true. The yeah. Corona's out there on the east side. They're doing a wonderful job. This reminds me of a talk that I heard years ago at Franciscan University when they'd have a men's conference. And it was this very successful lawyer from Detroit. And I mean, he might have been the top lawyer in that city, making huge amount of money, very successful and so forth. And he shared the story that he had a secretary there, an assistant there, and who worked with him for 26 years. And one day he did something in his office and she came in and said, I did not know you were a Christian. Oh, wow. (laughs) And he said, when the door closed, I just wept. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about is enthroning a business is proclaiming who you are, and it's going to call you to be a better person in your business, too. Exactly. Very it's going to call so. you to be more honest with your people. It's going to be a way to lead your people that you're all together. Yeah. And, and that, take the burden of owning the business or managing it, the business off of you. In the beautiful words of St. Paul, we're not boasting in ourselves. We're boasting mm-hmm. in the Lord. 
You know, we're allowing the Lord to be the one who's the focus there, not ourselves. Now, Father, we're coming to a closer here. I know you have seven points right here you want to talk about a little bit reminding the he people. He might have a question now, Father. <laughs> oh, a question? <laughs> we just got uh, something in, and it's the idea of, you know, uh, this time of the year is when so many of us visit one another. And if in your home mm-hmm. the Lord is at the center, the Lord is present, uh, it gives you a beautiful opportunity to give witness to that centrality of Jesus in your life. And so if you have the Lord's sacred heart in your kitchen or in the living room or in the foyer, you know, and you have those visitors coming, your next door neighbors, perhaps, or the children or, you know, whoever, siblings, um, and they see that image, it's an opportunity for witness. It's an opportunity to highlight for them, uh, to them and for you that the Lord is center, the Lord is king there. And we always highlight those uh, relational terms. The Lord is king, the Lord is brother, and the Lord is friend. And we have to be able to relate to Jesus in all three of those ways. But, you know, for um, for many of us, you know, we're looking with great excitement towards the moments that are to come. And uh, that question is very heavy on our minds. What is it I can do to prepare for the coming of the Lord? And uh, the Holy Mass, confession, praying the rosary as often as we can, especially meditating upon those joyful mysteries. Um, I'm going to throw a challenge out to all of our readers in this month of Advent. I really encourage you, read the first three chapters of Luke's gospel, the infancy narratives. You just enter into that time where the Archangel Gabriel highlights the coming of Jesus. And uh, for those of you who have not already done so, I invite you to please consider bringing our Lord's Sacred Heart into your homes. Participate in the reality of fasting and abstaining in preparation for the great celebration of the Lord Jesus' birth, his coming to us in Holy Mass, and also, last and not least, but For many families, use the custom of the Advent wreath to mark the passing Mm -hmm. of the ages, the passing of Advent, the passing of the weeks, but also how our whole life is supposed to be a gift rendered unto the Lord. Just doing a couple of these little things can help us be completely united to Jesus so that when he comes, we're his friend. And our outside to maybe think about instead of, uh, you know, some of the, it's getting more and more secular, the symbols outside, Mm -hmm. consider having a, a crush. And make sure those reminders are there. As we bring to a close the Sacred Heart Hour, we thank you for joining us here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and we invite you to enter into prayer with us as we offer ourselves to the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, you alone can safely lead us to heaven. We put our whole lives into your hands. You are our best friend, and we trust in you. Reward our devotion to your Sacred Heart by granting us the grace to die in the friendship of God and to save our souls. We will try to receive Holy Communion often, especially on the first Friday of every month. Sacred Heart of Jesus, we give our lives to you. Amen. Amen. Amen.